0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast. We made Tony Mack and Ben Aiken from Narrowing in the Field. <laughs> Welcome along, everyone. Thank you very much for supporting us again. We are This is our Scottish-themed uh, edition. We're heading up to the Scottish borders this weekend uh, with uh, Kelso, the track in focus, in part one of the Podblast, with three of the hurdle racers on the card getting our usual rundown. And we stay in Scotland for our top, middle and bottom football tricksy battle. And then close the Podblast with the best of the rest section OK, let's get going the first race on the agenda is the More Battle handicap hurdle at 1.50 from Kelso with 16 runners going to post over the two mile trip Ben, can you start us off with the More Battle?
1: Indeed, Tony. Uh, No trends for this one, as only the last two renewals have been run as a handicap player. That was run as a conditions race. Uh, Emmett Mullins, Mr. Emmett Mullins Mm. trained, uh, he Mm. trains the favourite McTague, is what I'm calling him. Current favourite, Mullins tries to land a more Battle in Charnham Festival race double bonus he bagged with a shunter two seasons ago. Uh, McTeague, he's a four-year-old. He gets a ten-pound weight concession here. Handicappers probably had to take a bit of a guess as Mark, um, unsurprisingly, being a Emmett uh, a Mullins horse, little bit hard to properly assess. Mm. Uh, he holds four entries at Chattenham, so I'm assuming they've very much got their eye on this more Battle. Cheltenham, any Cheltenham Festival race bonus. Uh, So he's going to be, he will be tuned up for this, but I'm not sure. I'm overly keen on backing a horse, Tony, that was beaten 82 lengths (gasps) and 29 lengths on his last two starts, but Emmett Mullins, those defeats could have been by design. Not saying anything there, you know what I mean. So, McTeague, yeah, I'm not going to be backing him. won't be surprised if he wins. Um, Ultimately, I do think it looks a pretty pure race. So on balance, I'm actually drawn to the top weight. Colonel Mustard from the Lorna Fowler Yard. Uh, Now this time last year, he was finishing third at the Dublin Racing Festival behind Sir Gerhard and Three Strike Life. And then third in the County Hurdle behind State Man and First Street. Now he was only getting £3 and £4 from that two horses in the County Hurdle. If he met them today in a handicap, he'd be getting around £26 from State Man and £10 from First state. So that was a big run from him in the county. Uh, and if he can run anywhere near the level of his DRF run or county hurdle run, then he could just outclass the field. Now, he's also entered for the county hurdle again this year. So again, you'd have to be thinking connections are hunting the double up bonus. So I'm coming down on the side of Colonel Mustard in this, Tony. What have you got?
0: It's an interesting one as well. The, the race before the Dublin Racing Festival, he finished second to John Bon.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's got yeah, some he's
0: form got, in the book, hasn't he?
1: He has, he's got form. He just needs to reproduce it and he, he's surely going to be on the scene in this. That's
0: an interesting one. I'm going for, I've got three on the, uh, very quickly three on the short list. Dear Mark, uh, number 13, Dear Mark for Sam Thomas and Adam Wedge. Uh, two from four over Timber. One last two starts winning at Hereford. And Kempton left handed is a concern here. So, on my shortlist from me, shortlist of three, he's off. Benson, pretty much the same for Benson who is a distance winner. He's got. Uh, he's not finished out of the first two this season. He's four from 15 over hurdles, four wins from 12 on a slightly undulating track. Again, left-handed track is a concern here. So, which brings me on to a big price one for you, uh, everyone. In this one, it is the uh, Milton Harris-trained El Muchacho. Uh, two from five over hurdles, two wins over a similar trip, two victories in a hood. Obviously, the hood has uh, helped him uh, has assisted him. He's two from seven on a left-handed track. He's one on an undulating and a very undulating track. Uh, Kelso described as a slightly undulating track, so it's in between there. I'm hoping he can tuck in behind the early leaders and stay in the race uh, before making his move under Mitchell Bastian. He's around thirty-three to one with some firms paying five places on the race uh, under the 225 premier novices hurdle grade two over two miles two furlongs ben over to you for the premier novices hurdle
1: yeah great Two, as you say plenty of potential pace on on this uh, possibly three or four i see that could go on but heads off the front end could be a race that falls to something coming from out the back i'm kind of split between Accidental Rebel for Fergal O'Brien and whole Julie Smoke for Dan Skelton, um, both of who are likely to be midfielder off the pace. Uh, My concern with Accidental Rebel is the fact he's a nine-year-old. They're a hard lot to make profit from in the better novice hurdle contests. Um, Horses aged nine or older, they're few and far between their wins in the good novice hurdles. He did win at Chepstow early in the season. He's been off since then. I'm not. I'm. I'm unsure about him right now. So I'm, I would fall on the side of Ho Joy Smoke for the skeletons. Now he's one that will need to improve plenty on his first two hurdle starts. But the form of his, his debut effort has been working out well. Horse had beat him that day, making your mind up for Nichols. since one a grade two. So I'll tentatively side with Ho Joy Smoke in this one, Tony.
0: Good stuff. I've got a. Uh, we're agreeing to disagree. Uh, again here uh, in the 2.25 Colonel Harry on uh, two of my short list of two Colonel Harry two from four over hurdles won a maiden and novice hurdle at Newcastle for trainer uh, Jamie Snowden both wins in a similar size of field both on a slightly undulating track wasn't disgraced in the Tolworth uh, thought highly enough of to go for which is which I find quite interesting uh, Colonel Harry he's around 8 to 1 or 6 to 1 rather uh, with a couple of Paying four places and at a bigger price, uh, I may have a play come race day. uh, Karachi Castle, winner of last three starts, he's two from two at this venue. Ticks a few boxes, including a win on good to soft. I think he deserves his chance. It is a massive step up in grade. Uh, I think he deserves his chance in this grade two. Karachi Castle, that's around 12 to one with some firms paying four places and a Colonel Harry, 6-1, uh, to one with, again, firms paying four places. Uh, On to the three o'clock. Handicap hurdle, Class 2 over 2 miles, five furlongs, Ben.
1: Yeah, tricky race, I would say. Uh, I've got a, a loose sort of shortlist of Santos, Blue, Rafael's return, Nelson, maybe even Donnie Boy. I think he might be on a, a decent mark. Um, I'm drawn to Nelson. Now, he won the Premier Novice's Hurdle on this card last year. He's unbeaten two from two at the track. Uh, his run at Cheltenham last time out, where he came sixth on trials day it was, um, plenty better than it looks because he actually banged in a career best speed figure on the pro form speed figure scale that day, so that's actually a decent enough run, a um, very decent run actually for him, and he's also had the benefit of a wind up since that run, um, I think the mark of 135, it's within range for him, it should be within range for him, and he's probably where I'm at in this race, Tory, Nelson for me,
0: yeah, it's it's it is hard. This one, isn't it? It's a bit. Yep, a bit. Yeah. Uh, I know there's ten going to post, but it was like looking at it. like, it was, it was, this is my my. This is drab. Uh, I've <laughs> got, come down on the side of Dance with the Wind winner. Of his last two starts. Uh, Edward Austin in the uh, in the plate. It's around five to one with some firms. Uh, course winner. Also a distance winner, well educated catches the eye for me. Uh, Fifteen to two for trainer George Booley and uh, son Jonathan in the uh, in the plate uh, claiming three. He's won his last three starts at Hexham, uh, one here at Kelso and Carlisle. Uh, when last seen in October, interestingly he's been off. Obviously his fitness has not to be taken on trust, but I'll be going for an each way in the uh, in the three o'clock on well educated each way with some. Firms paying uh, four places uh, in that one. You have to shop those out. Shop around for those. Uh, right now, uh, that's the um, that's the uh, three races from Kelso, all on ITV. Don't forget. Right now, it's time for top, middle, and bottom. <laughs> Okay Ben, top, middle and bottom, usual rules apply It's a £1 Trixie from us both, so uh, £4 in total Uh, Ben, an update from last week please Last week, yeah, we had two
1: matches the same Mm. I got them horrendously wrong, Mm. you got them horrendously right (laughs) So, last week, Tony, two winners, one loser Plus 1.04 points Myself, one winner, Stenhouse Muir, two losers Minus four points. Oh, Ooh. burned. Um, running totals now. Still 20, well ahead,
0: mate. Though, aren't you?
1: Well, I've got a, I've got a buffer. Yeah, but <laughs> plus twenty plus twenty nine eleven point eleven for you. Plus fifty nine point five six for me. But you know, if you bang in a, a hat trick, it'll close just in an instant. So, let's see what we got this week. I'll start us off, Tony. Yep, top championship sticking with Hamilton Hamilton to beat our broth at 6-4 now this match is played on Friday people so that's played tonight oh. um, Ham- Hamilton were f- it's on BBC as well it's on the telly interested. it's on a TV it's on a telly box um, on, on BBC Hamilton. Scotland no I think you get on iPlayer
0: alright right. I hope uh, it's not replacing uh, Scott Squad what the hell is Scott Squad <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> have you not seen Scott Squad never heard of it <laughs> Look
1: it? For it. I will do. <laughs> I will do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hamilton to beat our broth six to four. Hamilton finally we're starting a motor. Came on stuck against League Leaders Queen's Park last weekend. I think it's a good chance for him to keep that momentum or get the momentum back. Uh, potentially climb out the bottom two as well. So Hamilton for me in this one. Uh, middle, Scottish first, Airdrie to beat Queen of the South at seven to five. Now Airdrie have been solid on the road recently. Queen of the South form, very up and down in the past few matches. So I'm going to take G to get themselves back into the playoff places in this one. And at the bottom, Scottish 2nd, my hometown, Elgin City to beat Bonnie Rig Rose at Evens. Mm. Elgin stopped the rock last week. Excellent win away at the mighty Dumbarton. The only team this season to beat Dumbarton at home. So uh, mm-hmm. last week, that was Elgin. Getting things back on the go. Bonnie Rigg, they continue to slip and slide down the bottom. They've lost six of the last eight. They've only wins in the last 16 matches. I've come against Stranraer twice. So, I'm expecting Elgin to win at a canter in this one. Hamilton, Airdrie, Elgin for me, big man. What you got?
0: Lovely. And I've got uh, United at home to Inverness. Uh, apologies, it's gone. I've gone. Um, I've, got, I've gone rogue here, I've gone odds on, 9-10, uh, oh to wow. ten, uh, United home to Inverness. In League 1, uh, we have Edinburgh away at Kelty Hearts, 11-5, to five. I think that's a big price, that for Edinburgh was, away at I, I, I was
1: Hearts. I tempted to uh, Edinburgh myself, Yeah, I thought big, that was it? a really, really big price for Edinburgh,
0: we, yeah. We now both know what we're on about, mate, don't we? I With, know, uh, <laughs> experts. <laughs> This season, the education of the Scottish leagues. And in League Two, East Five at home to Forfar. Uh, Forfar have uh, hit a wall recently, <laughs> um, drawing too many games and and losing uh, a couple of matches as well. East, listen to me, you think I you know what I'm on about. Uh, East Five at home to Forfar, 31 to 20, with uh, those prices with 888 Sport. I'm a company man. Uh, we close out this week's show, sure, Ben, with our best of the rest. Some trends, stats, some pointers for the rest of the Saturday action. Ben, over to you for this.
1: Yeah, all right. So, again, I've had a dig in of the races set to run this weekend, and I've had a look at how the runners on their next run. This time I am looking at the Great Wood Gold Cup handicap chase from Newbury, set to be run at 2.45 at Newbury. Mm. Now, what do you think, Tony? A good race to follow the winner on their next start or a bad race? What do you think?
0: Um, I Well, off the top of my head, I would go a good race, but what you've been doing the last couple of weeks, especially with the Grand National trial, uh, what is it?
1: Well, Tony... Eighteen renewals to work with. Mm -hmm. And of those eighteen winners, a big fat zero of them won next time out. None of them. None of them won next time out, not one. All were beaten on their next start. Now, I expanded it to look back at the first three home in the Great Weed Gold Cup handicap chase. I looked at how they fare next time out as a group. That gave me fifty horses to work with. Between them, one only one of them won next time out. One of 50 horses to finish in the top three, only one of them managed to win next time out. Only five of them managed to finish first or second next time out. So, I would say, relatively conclusive evidence, that those that finish in the first three places in the Great Wood Gold Cup handicap chase in Newbury have to be treated with massive caution on the next start. Yeah. Be wary, folks. Very, very wary. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the quality of horses, because it's probably horses that won't go to Cheltenham. Maybe, um, but they just don't don't do it. They don't win next time right The first three don't win next to right. So, be wary, folks. Very wary.
0: Blimey, yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. Good some good stats the last three weeks, mate. Well done uh, on that. Um, yeah, for my uh, extra bit. Um, let me take you back dear listener bit of deja vu 8 o'clock at Wolverhampton on Saturday evening what do you think Ben? oh we're going for Mr Mr. Jagger it is Um, we're here again oh again (laughs) hooves like Jagger not one since the 12th of February last year two from three over course and distance all four career wins in the class 6 contest as well as within 30 days three wins have come over a similar trip uh, and he's running off a mark hooves like Jagger 8 o'clock Wolverhampton, he's off a mark of 58, his two course and distance wins have come off marks of 56 and 59, so he's smack bang in the middle of those two, Uh, hooves like Jagger, 8 o'clock, come on, hooves like Jagger tomorrow night, please, get me out of this. Uh, many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Uh, great fun as always. Great to have you along. And if you've not already given it a listen, please make sure you check out the Pod Blast we did midweek. Eleven killer sats for the 2023 Cheltenham Festival. Eleven races covered in only 20 minutes. Thanks very much. Uh, cheers, Ben. Just on it. And we have a uh, boxing bonus. Another boxing bonus from VAR George coming up after the theme tune. Stay tuned. A
2: housewife Hi lads, I've picked out a double for Showtime's card in the early hours of Sunday morning. First on the undercard, former champion Jarrett Heard takes on Jose Resendis. In Resendis, Heard is taking on someone capable but untested at the high levels Heard has previously been at. Heard was the main man at £154 around 4 years ago but his reputation has diminished slightly with a couple of recent losses. His last fight was a points defeat 21 months ago, so there'll be some ring rust there. Four of his last five have gone to points, so I'm favouring her to get a points win at 10-11. Then to combine, for the double, the main event sees Brandon Figueroa take on Mark Magseo. Both are former champions and both have only lost the once. Magseo's last two performances have left quite a bit to be desired for me, and I feel like he'll always fall just short at that that very top level against the top opposition. Then to figure out I think statistically he's up there actually at the top for punches thrown per round in the spot and I'm confident his size and activity seem to a win here. He's beat Luis Neri by a stoppage and his lone loss was to the world-class Stephen Fulton in quite a close fight. I'm favouring a points win from here at 6-4 if Magseo can grit it out and survive the 12 which would bring that double to about 13-5 but I'm preferring the safer option of Figaro simply winning the fight at 4-11 with Jarrett Hurd also to win on points as well on the undercard to bring the double to 8-5